everyone. Welcome back to Well Then, a podcast where we talk about all things wellness and putting your health first. I'm your host, Megan Scherer. Today's topic is all about gut health. With the release of my new program, Holistic Habits for Gut Health, I wanted to take this opportunity to dispel some common myths when it comes to our digestion and what makes for a healthy gut. If you have been following my journey at all, you know that I've struggled with digestive issues a lot in my life, and I am really passionate about teaching other people how to heal their guts and to get rid of their digestive issues for good, because I know how debilitating those can be. I know how frustrating it can feel to not feel good in your body, to not feel comfortable in your body, and to have painful symptoms of IBS and SIBO um, and leaky gut things like bloating and gas and stomach pains, um, constipation and skin rashes and food sensitivities, all that stuff that is no fun to live with every day. And there's a lot of conflicting information out there when it comes to gut health. So I just wanted to take the opportunity in this episode to share a few of the more common gut milk Gut, gut health myths that I hear out there and kind of separate fact from fit, fiction in them so that you can have a better understanding of how to tackle healing your gut. So let's dive right in. The first myth I want to dispel is about a popular supposed gut health beverage, kombucha. So I hate to be the bearer of bad news here because I know a lot of people love their kombucha. And a lot of people think that it's great for your gut health. This is actually false in most cases. Um, The truth is kombucha can actually be pretty harmful for people with digestive issues. And it really should just be considered a treat at best. Um, There are several reasons for this. Number one is the sugar content. So kombucha is basically fermented tea. And the way that it becomes fermented is taking black or green tea, mixing it with yeast and sugar. So a lot of bottled kombuchas and even homemade kombuchas have high sugar content, which uh, in itself can be inflammatory for your digestive tract in that they feed the pathogens that are in your gut that are often causing digestive issues, bacteria and viruses, things like that. Um, The caffeine in the tea itself is also a bit counterintuitive because it it is dehydrating um, and can lead to worsening your constipation if that's one of your symptoms. And then the carbonation, the bubbles in the kombucha can worsen or cause bloating and gas in people who, who struggle with those symptoms. As far as the probiotics go in kombucha, which is the reason that most people say it's good for you, um, you know, the, the amount and the types of strains are typically pretty minimal, and you'd be much better off getting your probiotics from probiotic-rich foods and a diet that's really full of farm-fresh produce um, that includes prebiotics as well so that those healthy bacteria can thrive in your gut rather than just drinking a sugary beverage. So if you love kombucha, again, treat it like a treat rather than using it as a gut healing beverage because it is not. So along the lines of probiotics, another myth out there that is incredibly, hugely perpetuated right now is that probiotics are like a magic cure-all and that everybody needs them. That is actually not the case. And I'll start by saying I am a proponent of probiotics in 
many instances, but not all. And it, it really depends on where you're getting them from and um, a, a lot of different factors. So taking a probiotic supplement or a product that's made with probiotics in it can actually cause excess heat in your digestive tract for some people. Um, and they can lead to further microbiome imbalances if you're not taking the right strains for you. So let's say, for example, you're taking a probiotic that just has like one or two or even three strains in it, but your gut already has an abundance of those particular types of bacteria. You're just adding more of those um, and kind of reducing the ratio of the other strains that, that your body does need more of that you aren't getting now. Um, and the even though it's good bacteria, an imbalance of good bacteria can still cause digestive symptoms. So it's really important if you are going to take a, a probiotic supplement to take one that has a variety of strains that are right for you and your body. This can take some experimentation and testing. Um, you also want to make sure to get prebiotics as well, which I grow, go into the difference a little bit more in my gut health guide, but prebiotics are basically the food that feed the good bacteria. Um, and like I said before, you're, you're probably better off getting your probiotics from um, farm fresh produce and, and lots of um, probiotic rich foods, um, as well as fruits and veggies. Taking a probiotic pill or even probiotic yogurt is not a cure-all. Um, they are a moderately helpful supplement, um, but nutrient-rich foods are always your best first line of defense. So go there first. And there's a lot of other things you can do to be proactive about healing your gut. All right, another gut health myth is that acid reflux and indigestion are caused by having too much stomach acid. So this is a big one. Most people out there believe that if you have acid reflux, you have too much stomach acid. So you then take an antacid like Tums or, or Pepsid or something like that and think that you're making it better. This is actually not true. And this one is super detrimental. I've been there before and um, I know how physically detrimental this one can be. Having acid reflux or indigestion is actually caused by low stomach acid and weak digestion. So when you're popping those antacids, you're actually making the problem worse because you're further reducing the amount of um, stomach acid that's breaking down the foods in, in your stomach and as they move through your digestive system. So instead, what you actually need to do is work on building up your body's hydrochloric acid. So it's production of stomach acid. Um, and there's a lot of different ways to do this as well. Um, again, I go into that further in my gut health program. Um, but if you think that you are suffering from um, acid reflux and, and potentially caused by low stomach acid, then this is definitely a myth you want to look into. I used to be somebody who popped Tums every single day, and I thought that I, I needed them to survive. I thought they were the only thing that were was helping my digestive symptoms even a little bit, um, but it turned out it was just perpetuating a lot of the problems and um, I experienced in making them stretch out longer term than they needed to. Um, one other digestive myth that I want to touch on today, I think is a really important one, is that extreme restrictions are necessary forever. This is false. 
So a lot of people who experience chronic digestive issues think that they have to be on a really strict um, diet, like low FODMAP, no FODMAP. Um, if you have IBS, you've probably been told to avoid FODMAPs entirely or eliminating, eliminating food groups like dairy and gluten, soy, things like that. Um, the, the truth is when it comes to your diet and your gut health, there's absolutely a massive connection. And you do often have to be a bit more extreme at first in order to get well, it, especially if you're experiencing more severe chronic symptoms. But then ideally you get to ease those restrictions in order to find a new normal. Um, so at first, while you're giving your, your body time to um, heal and reduce the inflammation that's there, repair the lining of your intestines and your digestive tract and up your production of hydrochloric acid and, and all those things to get your body back into balance so that it's not as sensitive to food anymore. After that happens, the goal is to reintroduce foods again, ideally one by one, so that you can see what is still causing symptoms and, and what is actually okay. And you should be able to find that over time you can eat foods that once triggered you. I know for me, there were a lot of foods that I had to avoid for a long time. And when I finally did the work to heal my gut, I started to realize like, oh, I can eat those foods in moderation. When I go out um, you know, to a, a dinner or a celebration or I'm traveling and I just wanna enjoy myself, I don't have to worry that eating those foods are going to send me into a painful symptomatic flare up where I'm just gonna wanna crawl into bed for the rest of the night. Um, and everyone's body is different too. So while you're healing even, not everybody needs to remove all FODMAPs or all dairy in order to improve your symptoms. Everyone's conditions are unique. Everyone's body responds to things differently. So I'd just like to point out that extreme restrictions are not always necessary and definitely not necessary forever because I think that that can deter people sometimes from doing the healing work they need because they don't want to give up their favorite foods forever. I mean, that's not a comforting idea to think like, oh, I have to give this up forever. But avoiding things temporarily in order to heal is definitely worth it. I can promise you that. So if you're interested in learning more about elimination diets or healing your gut um, or more of these kind of common digestive health myths and, and you think that you're um, struggling with some chronic persistent digestive symptoms or if you just experience occasional bloating from time to time and and you want to learn how to get a handle on that um, I definitely encourage you to check out my new program holistic habits for gut health um, follow me on Instagram as well I post lots of wellness related tips there especially because our digestive health is very intimately connected to our mental health and I post a lot of um, things like yoga, meditation, and journaling that you can do to support your mental health as well and reducing your stress so that you can improve your digestion. If you're interested in learning more or have specific questions, feel free to reach out to me. Um, head to my website, empowered-bodies.com, and send me a message there or send me a message on Instagram, at Megan Share. I'm always happy to answer your health-related questions. And if you know somebody who would benefit from hearing this episode that maybe believes these gut, gut health myths and um, needs to learn the truth, I highly encourage you to share this episode with them. And as always, until next time, thank you for tuning in and have a happy and healthy day. 